Easy E. John. I was very proud of myself on the long run I posted on Saturday. <laughs> not just for the long run. Not just for the two guys and the dog abandoned me and I finished it. Not for, just for running through the rain. Here's why I was. The lads are like, right, we're a bit stuck on time. Let's go. We got to go right now. And I was like, no. Get my massage gun. And I sat in the living room by myself. They're all in the kitchen and stuff. I had a few drinks the Friday night and it was around 11 o'clock. And I was getting me water into me, a couple of bit of Lucas Aid. And I went through my entire warm just like we posted on the, on, on the running group the other day. I spent the eight to 10 minutes going through this entire warm-up, making sure I was all right. Because I don't, usually I just go out the door, run, and be in bits afterwards. But I got the warm-up in and I felt great. And the reason I say that is not just to pat myself on the back, but no one else will. So I'm doing it. Yay! But it's also because this is the first time in any given run day history where we have a podcast guest on and they're talking about their expertise and they're giving their, their, their best advice. And I'm like, I did that this weekend. I looked after my body. I got my stretches and my glute activation, all the rest in before going for my long run when it was very easy not to. And that's exactly what we're talking about on this week's episode of the 80 Good Night Podcast, where we marry yoga running. I just delighted you actually ran quick for once. <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't even feel it. The mad thing was, was I, I managed, actually, before we get started, because it's on the stories, never trust your mates in the area on a running route if they don't run it themselves. So <laughs> one of our friends, shout out Elaine. I was like, where will I go running around here? Because I don't know the area that well. And she's like, well, you know, you could run up this way and then maybe uh, you could... Uh, or you might, uh, I'm like, right, you don't know where you're going. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run around the lake. If I keep the lake to my right, I'm going to end up where back where I started. And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that makes sense. And I looked up, it was 20K. I said, I've got one question about this. It's the only thing I need to know about the route. Is there footpaths along the way? Or am I going to end up on the main road? Like, is it going to be safe enough? And she was like, Sean, you'd be grand. That There's, uh, there's one part of the thing where you come out of Virginia, back down towards where she is. We are on the main road. But, there's a fairly big, hard shoulder. You will be grand. I swear to you, there was probably eight feet between me and the, not even six feet between me and the cars coming by me at hundred kilometers an hour because they couldn't cross over because there was cars coming the other way. And I'm like, well, I just got to keep running now. I, I, it's the first time I ever ran with headphones. I had headphones in my pocket. I was like, I, I can't use them. I actually didn't even need to use them. I just enjoyed the run. But I was like, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to die here. But I was like scraping off the nettles all the way down. <laughs> the bushes, don't go, jumping on their branches. And hold on. if I slip here, I'm going to land straight in my head. And a car is just going to take me out of it. So never trust <laughs> mates when it comes to running routes in the area, unless you've drove the whole thing yourself first. Or they run. <laughs> or they run. <laughs> uh, not, no, I think we'll go straight into today's episode of the podcast because our guest has a lot to go through on this one. And it's a very, very interesting one on how we finally found a guest that has married yoga and running and has done both, has done marathons, but their main practice is yoga. And the best thing is, it is a story. It's her story as well. And it's like, it's why we like bringing people on. We like to get the background because somebody's going to relate to some part of her life story as well of how she got into things. And it's well worth the listen. It is a long one, you know, but that's that's the nature of pe- people have stories to tell. And it's it's brilliant. It's worth, yeah. it's worth every, missing, so, uh, every listen. So just just go for it. Uh, on that note, guys, this is... This week's episode of the Any Given Day podcast hit the intro music. Today's episode, where our special guest, Jill Lennon.
So one of the themes of the podcast over the last couple of years, we've been doing the podcast, has been um, trying to get into yoga. And that gap between yoga and running, it's always been one or the other. And trying to marry the two has been difficult. But Eric, you have brought someone onto the podcast today who has done, uh, has experienced doing yoga for the last 15 years and has also done a marathon before. So we have pretty much found, we think, the perfect combination of the two. Of course, I don't bring guests to the podcast. Eric, you do. So who do we have today on the Any Given Monday podcast? This week, Sean, as you are a recluse and have no friends, I brought Jill Leonard onto this week's podcast. How are you, Jill? How's things? Hi, guys. What an intro. Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah. He's he's actually really sociable, Sean, when you get to know him. Yeah. The problem is, no one gets to know him. No one knows. No one knows. I like the little podcast corner here at the moment. So, Jill, you have been, you've done yoga since uh, 2006. Am I right in saying that? 2006 yeah briefly uh, 2000 but no I I, uh, when I started in 2000 I hated it actually and oh, uh, took it ooh, up again in 2006 now, yeah, contra- now you're talking controversial lads controversial yeah uh, took a class in 2000 in my local gym and hated it. Thought it was so boring. Um, and then I walked away from it until two, until events in my life um, around 2006 that brought me back to it. And uh, I've never looked back since. So, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, you, so, now, Jill, I was looking, okay, no, go I ahead. I don't mind. Hold on. I want right. to Was the yeah. instructor terrible or is it just yoga? I I I I don't know. I, it might have. It's a long t- thousand is a long time ago. So that's twenty one years ago. And maybe I was just very young and too young to be ready for it. Um, and it might have been the gym environment for me. I wasn't sure at the time. I don't know. It just it wasn't. Maybe it was the teacher. I've no idea. But when I went back to it in two thousand and six, it was the it was everything. It was the room, the teacher, the timing of my of it in my life. So um, yeah, I don't know what it was. Because I I will say I I I've never hated yoga, but I don't find it easy. But I would never call it boring. That is one thing. And we yeah. had a couple of yoga teachers on, and we have never. <laughs> Never found it boring. That is definitely, I've never heard someone call it boring. Mm. That's I think maybe I was told too many times, uh, breathe in, breathe out. And I'm like, I'm doing this anyway since the minute I was born, you know, so I need to do it. So it it may be have it may have been um the teacher at the time then. Yeah. So it was just not for me at the time. 21 years later, finally getting their their performance appraisal. (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say where the gym was. <laughs> uh, here, look, we'll name it, Shane. <laughs> I, it was 21 years ago. I'm pretty sure that there's been a ter- few turnover and yoga coaches from there. Yeah, so. yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so was it different? I, I was looking at your, your bio there. Was it different kinds of, are you, you t- I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what type of yoga I'm about to talk about. I'm about to butcher how it's said. But mm. somehow you went from Ashtanga uh, yoga Yes. We're close there. I, I close. feel like I'm reading like a foreign uh, menu Language. here. Yes. To uh, Vin Yasa. Vin Yasa. Yes. Vin Yasa. I Very thought close. you were going to say Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> to Vin Diesel yoga. So the, the, the yoga went fast and furious. Um, <laughs> sum up what I've just said in the last 30 seconds pretty much. Like what change in <laughs> contrast in yoga. And like, what, what What's going on there? 
Okay, so in um, 2006, when I um, found myself in, in a yoga room, um, and from the minute I walked in that door, I was in love with the practice. Um, and it was possibly the teacher, it was possibly where I was, it was possibly the time in my life, and I really needed it. Um, and I, I found myself in an Ashtanga yoga class um, in the yoga room in, in Marion Road in Ballsbridge. Um, and the teacher, and I do not mind naming this guy because he is, he's a legend. Uh, his name is Tony Purcell. And, um, I rocked up in a pair of tracksuit bottoms, heavy tracksuit bottoms, didn't take my socks off, found myself at a level one Ashtanga yoga practice and, um, walked away absolutely sweating. Like I've never sweated before, but thoroughly invigorated, (laughs) Um, beyond belief invigorated and uh, I went back two nights later went back another night went back and this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and just found a I was spending a fortune on yoga classes and parking in Ballsbridge but I was so addicted to it like it was a drug and with the Ashtanga at the time for me it was the discipline of it the practice was um, it's this it's It's the same pose, the same sequence of poses every time you practice it um, with that development of a little bit more uh, as time went by. So there was progression to be made, plenty and plenty and plenty of progression to be made with it. Um, And uh, then I discovered um, I moved house. So I wasn't going to that yoga center anymore. I was going somewhere else and was experiencing um, Ashtanga as well as Vinyasa flow, which kind of uses uh, some a lot of poses from the Ashtanga practice, but changes the flow of them around a little bit and, and makes it a bit more transitional. Uh, and, and I preferred it then. I had sort of moved away from the Ashtanga at that point because I thought um, if there was elements of the practice that I didn't like to do or, or couldn't do, mm. um, then I go, oh, I don't want to do that now, you know. And yeah. I found myself... Uh, in 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 a class that was vinyasa flow and it was it shook it up a bit for me you know it was like you know ordering a different drink in a bar because you're used to the same one all the time and it was just different and enjoyable and flowing and it was lovely so i've moved around from different styles um practiced uh, pregnancy yoga on both my pregnancies as well and um just found the restorative nature of of pregnancy yoga to be wonderful um so i love to try them all i love to try different ones um but when i started to teach um I, I I decided to do a teacher training course in 2012 when I was on my first maternity leave um, and coincidentally found myself applying to the school on the Marion Road where I had done my first yoga practice without realizing that my first teacher was going to be uh, this, this Tony Purcell again. Um, and it was such a lovely coincidence. It was lovely to see him again after all those years. And uh, I, I knew he knew what he was doing. I knew what he knew what he was talking about. So um, I, I just found myself back there again and in that lovely place. And I fully believe that that's the yoga room that brought me. That's the, the place that brought me to to, to loving yoga. Um, and the teachers in that school were phenomenal. So uh, it found, then I found my own groove and, and, and mm. what did I want to do? So I took a little bit of my Ashtanga practice, a little bit of my Vinyasa flow practice and Hatha practice um, and, and, and mixed it up a little bit uh, when I started to teach and just found the variety was was it suited me. It suited me to to change it around a bit, you know. Um, and like my, my 
I found myself shook in a lot of rooms, but I, I've never woke up doing yoga after it. But it's, <laughs> it's so I, I, I know we've na- named a lot. So there's people probably listening going, like, what are these words? What are they doing? You mentioned that it's the same lesson. It's like a football team going through its warm-up drills. We're going to start at the ankles, move our ways into the calves. Yes. Is that what it is? Is that So we're going to do the same poses in sequence and then that's it. You just see your natural development. Your natural, that's your exactly flexibility. it. Yeah, that's exactly it, Eric. So when I was practicing Ashtanga the first time, um, I found myself Googling it a lot as well during the time and uh, discovered that within the Ashtanga practice, there was a couple of different uh, series. So you have the primary series, which starts you off with um, a number of sun salutations and you do, say, five. Uh, or you could do up to 10 of those sun salutations, which is a sequence of poses. Um, and you know them and you you drill them in. They're almost um, methodical, you know. You drill them into your mind and then you can do them. Uh, and then you might move on to a second set of sun salutations and it includes something else. And then you'll move on to a standing sequence of poses. And it's the same ones that you go through all the time. Um, but as I... As I was doing my teacher training, actually, my, my, my teacher at the time, Tony, had said, Jill, will you ever take that Ashtanga practice and throw it out the window, for God's sake? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask you to come up with a sun salutation that is not from the Ashtanga practice. So you need to move away from that and you need to find your own sequence of of poses that you can call your sun salutation um and it you know from from raising arms to bending knees to folding forward to you know coming into a plank bringing yourself into a downward dog but it's how you bring yourself to those different poses or those different levels or pillars of 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 the sun salutation um where what i found to be really enjoyable and I could have some fun with it as well because I had spent a lot of money on like I could invested quite a lot of money in yoga um you know from all the classes the teacher training course that I did the different places that I drove to to to, to visit the the gear the you know the the yoga mats mm. the all the bits and pieces that I was having delivered to my house you know um so I, I said oh, I'll have a little fun with this you know and and then I started to come away from the really disciplined Ashtanga practice. Now I find myself coming back to it every so often when I'm on my mat and I'm going, what will I do today? You know, what practice will I do today? I haven't a clue. Just start off with five sun salutations, the ones you know, and then you'll warm yourself up and then your mind will settle and then your breathing will find its own and its own groove. And then you can do what the hell you want after that. So, um, yeah, that's been my biggest challenge, I suppose, was to probably try and come away from what I had learned through Ashtanga um, and, and to bring it into a more uh, a more of a flow. So, um, yeah. Can I just ask as well, I've been in some of Sean's classes and I know he just makes up the torture on the spot. Are you, are you, uh, are you when you're in a class and, and people are taking part, does anything ever just come to you and be like, oh, this mm-hmm. would be a really nice transition and this will get something more just from what you're feeling in your own body or how does it work because I know Sean just says are they sweating no burpees burpees you know <laughs> oh. like that's, yeah that's burpees it. are gross yeah, yeah. he's good he's good yeah. <laughs> but how does it work in terms of obviously it, it, Sean's very good at it and he's excellent at it he understands the, the level of a beginner he, he, he yeah. he's always aware of people's he takes himself out of it and his abilities how does it work for a yoga instructor to do that kind of thing as well with a client, especially now over Zoom when 
particularly you're not seeing them like what what would be how do you how do you kind of gauge a beginner yoga that's true now I have no I don't have experience of teaching on zoom um it was something I chose not to do um because I think life was hard enough uh, I I didn't really uh, I, I think I probably would have liked to but said no I'm not going to do it however when I'm in a class or in a room with a number of people sometimes it can depend on the number of students that might be in the room um and their abilities um so if I find I will always do my class plan beforehand so I will always have my stick man drawn on my piece of paper beforehand and I'll go from my sun salute a and into my sun salute b or then i'll do my warrior sequence or something and then i might find oh god i there's one now i might try so i'll 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 ignore the piece of paper and i'll say well while you're standing in a in a forward bend let's work on shoulders let's see can we you know work into the shoulders a little bit more so walk your hands out in front of you and and come up onto your tippy toes and you know whereas beforehand i might have brought them into a different warrior sequence or a different warrior pose and and a lot of times i'll do that depending on what i'm seeing the guys in front of me uh, do if they're as as you said there if they're not sweating enough or if they don't look challenged <laughs> enough or if I think oh god this would be a nice one to throw in here and you know what if it doesn't work out then we just come back to what I have written in front of me uh, and I've done that quite a lot um, and I, I love having a bit of fun at the end with, when especially when you know you've got it was a wall space um, having a little bit of fun with you know half handstands or shoulder stands uh, using the wall and, and, and bringing yourself out a little bit or headstands even up against the wall sometimes um, just to shake it up. Uh, it might not have been in the original class plan, but if you know that the people in front of you look like they're really getting into it and they're not struggling and they're having a good time, then, you know, they might be asking you, can we, can we try them at the end? Can we have, can we, can we try the, the wall stuff at the end? <laughs> we, you really, know? we really uh, need to gauge people's idea of fun. Of fun. I was thinking <laughs> <that> was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's I a was, sense of achievement, I suppose. <laughs> look, the, the reason I asked about beginners is yoga is probably one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. And I, I, like anyone, anyone that's listening doesn't believe me. I highly recommend and we've, mm. we've said it every time. Yeah. Oh, no class. I have sweated. I've been uncomfortable. Uh, you know, like it's, yeah. it's very difficult. And then, like you said, someone's telling you to breed. And yeah, yeah. The anger, the anger <laughs> level. Up. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I thought this was supposed to be relaxing. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny. It's, um, it's, I, I often find that my, uh, if I, if I haven't practiced in a few days or haven't done anything in a few days mm. because of, 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 of life getting in the way, which is wrong. Uh, let's just say that. Um, I find that my muscles are coiled and they're tight and they're sore. But, but not to the point where when I come back from a yoga class that's particularly strenuous, mm. um, I have found muscles on muscles and bits of my body that I didn't even know were there. Uh, and they're bloody killing me. Um, you know, <laughs> so you're dead right, Eric. There, there's sometimes nothing relaxing about it. Um, and sometimes I only go for the shavasana, which is the relaxation at the end. Um, and uh, sometimes I might say to my guys as well, look, lads, if you're if you don't want to bother practicing, if you don't want to do any of the physical poses, if you're just here to get away from the family and the dogs and the televisions on full blast, just come in and, and lie in Shavasana because which is corpse pose, which is what you do at the end. And and like because that in its own on its that in itself on its own is a yoga pose. Um, and it's a pretty challenging one because you're alone with your thoughts. Um, so I would always say to them, look, if you just rather not, if you, you know, if if you if you've if you've had a bad day and you just can't do your, you know, do your practice, come and lie down on your mat. 
Uh, and I would invite yeah. them to just do that because that's very hard to lie there with yourself sometimes, knowing other people around you are hopping around on their mats, you know? Knowing that each session has its own different goals for, for, for different people. Like sometimes yeah. I think a class is only good if I absolutely sweat myself out, where sometimes you just need that kind of pull back and stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of different goals and stuff, how did you go from different flows and all the rest into, into yoga and all of a sudden you're like, I want to do a marathon? Like how did you <laughs> go from in the studio to, to out hitting the road yeah. for, for 42K? Uh, what happened there? I'll tell you what happens. Um, stress hit and uh, like yoga isn't my my full-time job. I, I have um, a full-time sedentary job uh, Monday to Friday, nine to five um, at a desk. And um, when I had children and, and when I had a full, you know, when I went back full-time and I'm realizing I'm raising a family and I'm working full-time and I'm trying to make something of myself. And I was teaching a couple of yoga classes during the week at the time. I had no time for Jill. So I had no time for me. Um, and, um, one of the reasons I came to yoga in 06 was, was possibly, uh, stress in my life. And, uh, that's the, that's the serious part of it. And that's the, that's the bit of it that manifested in me. I, I was in a car accident in 2004 and where well, I wasn't in the car, but I was knocked down by a car, um, in 2004 on my way home from work. And I kind of walked away from the accident, um, after the hospital, um, later on that evening, but, back pain started to manifest over time. And I could never say for sure that it was the car. I could never say for sure it was pregnancies or it was the sedentary day job or it was life. So it was possibly a combination of all of those. And I am getting to your question, I promise. Um, okay. it's, it's, it's a combination of all of those things that started to manifest for me in the weakest part of my body, which is my lower back. Um, and I had displaced my sacrum on my second pregnancy and I needed to have a lot of work to put that back in. And I had obviously done a lot of damage over time. Um, and my continuation of my Ashtanga practice, and I'm going to go against the grain here when I say this, but my, my continuation of my Ashtanga practice, while all of this was manifesting and all of this was happening in my life, was starting to, I was starting to resent it. I was starting to feel like... Um, it was, I was blaming it for doing me damage. Whereas really it was me, it was my ego. It was me trying to do too much, me trying to be everything for everybody, but being nobody for myself at the same time. And, um, I, I was actually out of work for a couple of months with the back pain. It was chronic. It was affecting my sleep. It was affecting my work, my, my relationships with people. Um, and in my head, then I was going, I should know what to do here. I, you know, I'm a trained yoga teacher. I should know my body. I should know what to self-awareness came into it. And, and all of that stuff, uh, was making me feel a lot worse about myself. So, um, I ended up having some treatment on my back, which was the best thing that ever happened uh, in, in that year, in that time. Um, I found a freedom of movement. I found a freedom uh, in, in life. I was sleeping the full night again. Um, I could remember how to do my day job again. You know, all of these things were starting to fix themselves. So one day, about two or three weeks after I'd had that treatment, I was thinking about going back to work it was July uh, 2017 I was thinking I, I think I'm ready to, to go back to work um, so I put on my runners and I said oh I'm not taking out my yoga mat I'm not ready for that yet I put on my runners <laughs> yeah. and um, I ran up the road to the hotel we have a hotel at the roundabout here and it's kind of a landmark for um, between the the running between the roundabouts uh, locally here so I ran up there it was a beautiful morning and I sat on a hill and I meditated for a bit so I was like oh this is 
this is cool. This is a bit of meditation, a bit of sun in my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, got myself into a downward dog. There was nobody around. Nobody was looking at me. Um, did a few yoga practice poses on, on that grassy hill. And I thought, I actually feel so alive again. I, I really feel amazing. I'm yeah. ready to go. I've never felt like this before, physically, uh, emotionally, mentally. Good to go. Um, so I ran home. And now I stop started. Don't get me wrong. I stopped and I still stop start, but uh, that's fine. So yeah. I I ran home and I just I felt like telling the whole world what I had just done, even though it was it was probably seven kilometers all in. Uh, I wanted to tell the whole damn world what I had just done, and I was delighted. So then I got this notion into my head. So this was 2017. Um, I'm going to do the women's mini marathon in June did the women's mini marathon in June and loved every minute of it and thought, Oh, I don't think I'm ready to stop there. Over the years, I'd probably done a few five K's and and one other 10 K. And I'm so, uh, my mind gets the better of me. So I'm very much mind over matter. Mm -hmm. Um, this process became slow, but constant in my head where I was lying awake, say, you know, when you you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and you're thinking, Oh God, I don't really want to get up yet, but I should. Um, (laughs) <laughs> maybe I sh- maybe I should get up and go for a run and then I'd say jump is ridiculous you know um but then I started to do that and then I You're started sick. to <laughs> 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 I know yeah yeah right <laughs> so then I started doing that and seeing the sunrise and and hearing the birds and the dawn chorus and all of those things were happening and I thought this is really cool so I do my yoga practice before I went out and I do my stretches and uh, I get up the road and I go to my grassy hill up the road at the at the, the hotel do a few more poses and uh, make my way home again and I found that you know everyone says it running is a drug it's an addiction it's the mm-hmm. serotonin it's the addiction it's it's the feel good it's the oh Jesus I hate this I, I, but I love this I hate running but I love running you know yeah. I hate running in the rain but I need the rain when it's heavy and hot and and all of that so it's a it's a love hate uh, for mm-hmm. me and then I got this mad notion in my head that uh, wouldn't it be amazing to do the Dublin City Marathon uh, in its 40th year, which is also my 40th year. So the 2019 Dublin City Marathon uh, was their 40th and it was my 40th too. So I was going to turn 40, which happened to be last June. Uh, I'm going to do that. So it's 40th and my 40th year. So I started training for it using the KBC plan on on Facebook. So they'd post week one, then they'd post yeah. week two. And I followed that for beginners. Um, and I signed up to all the very, very, series. very average, very average plan. Our one is so much better. Than <laughs> ah, very average. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, Jill takes her full on, anyway, of her mouth. <laughs> I hope, I hope this story ends and you not being able to do the marathon after following their plan. <laughs> I hadn't met you yet, Eric. So, uh, yeah, I uh. <laughs> Can't wait to try your plan, actually, for this marathon <laughs> this year. So no pressure, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I I toddled along and I continued. And um, I heard you guys on a podcast earlier on talking about missing a long run uh, because you'd had too much birthday cake or, or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I, I missed a few of them, I have to be honest. And, you know, life gets in the way, I have to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I miss, and I remember somebody said to me, the biggest, the biggest tip I'll give you is if you miss any of those runs, don't make them up. You've just mm-hmm. got to move on because you can't, you can't rebreed the same area you, bro- you breathed yesterday. So you just have to keep going. You have to move on. If you miss your long run, you're on. You have to get on to the next one. So I did that and I did the you know, the diff, the 10, the 10 K and then the 10 mile and then the half marathon and then the, all the rest of them. Uh, the one I did, I remember doing a three quarter marathon and hated it and thought, how am I going to run the Dublin city marathon in three weeks time? I remember I was texting my dad and I said, dad, if I fell into that ditch right now, I'd probably just fall asleep. Um, you know, you might just have to come and get me because, uh, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm wrecked. I was running backwards at one point and I was going up the hill backwards because I just, my legs were gone. My hips were in bits. My knees were in bits. Um, and then two days later, I remember driving home in, 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 um, cruise control because I was trying to do these quad stretches, uh, in the car. And I, I, I thought this, first of all, this is bloody dangerous. And second of all, <laughs> yeah. um, second of all, how the hell are you going to do the double city marathon in three weeks time? Uh, so I got home into the ice bath, all the rest, hated the three quarter. I felt like the three quarter for me wasn't an achievement because the half marathon was a great achievement. My first half marathon was the, the rock and roll one that year around Dublin. Oh, and yeah. That was very good. And I, that was my first ever one. And I really enjoyed that. For me, it was a finish line rather than a finish time, as was the marathon, as was the three quarter. Uh, but I felt the three quarter was just too in between for me. Mm. Um, and then when I got to Dublin and I was raring to go, I was terrified I was going to get sick or something was going to happen to me. Or I wasn't so much terrified of injury because I felt having overcome all that back pain a couple of years beforehand, nothing could actually be worse than that. So I really took care of myself, minded myself. Uh, my body was an absolute temple for those weeks. And uh, <laughs> or, or, or should I say months? And still is. <laughs> And uh, I, uh, I remember starting, I remember driving into Dublin then that, that day and thinking, Jesus, I'm really emotional. I, I could burst mm. into tears or flames right now and nothing is going to change that. It was fabulous. Um, and I did it on my own and I trained more or less on my own. And for me, it was my headspace. It was my, I'm home from work. I'm not with the family. I'm not, you know, trying to figure out lunches and dinners and all of that sort of stuff. My training was uh, my time my headspace, my shouting at myself, talking to myself, you know, smiling to myself sometimes and, uh, you know, doing it then and and realizing that the atmosphere was what got me around that course in, in Dublin yeah. city center. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the spots where, you know, I grew up in Dublin. So a lot of the spots were my stomping ground. Um, and, uh, it was a beautiful way to see the city and it, you know, you don't need an open top bus when you, when you have your runners on you. And, uh, I just thought it was a beautiful way to see the city and it was, it was a lovely, a lovely achievement for me. So I, I kind of thought then, how do I come back to yoga or, you know, does yoga still have a place in my life? Um, and bloody hell, I needed it two days later. Uh, no, no. no, I don't have stairs in my home. So I was really lucky in that sense yeah. that I didn't have to uh, climb up or down stairs. But even getting in and out of bed was torture. Uh, and then two days later, when I realized that, oh, you know, I, you need to start, you need to do something, you need to start moving again. You, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't move, you'll, you'll actually break. So uh, to be able to come back to 
lying on my mat and just finding some sort of um center point for me again or even standing on my mat and raising the arms up overhead and giving my side bodies just a really good stretch or you know a four or five just bringing all those little subtle stretches back into my day-to-day was what helped me to recover from from the marathon so um that and the drug of when 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 can I do that again you know, um, yeah. it, was, it was amazing. And I haven't done yeah. one since, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> 2020 hit and, and the, the C word. Um, so I, I had signed up for Belfast and I had signed up for Dublin again and, and uh, Dublin turned into a lottery then, I think. So I was just thrilled that I got in because I had participated the previous year um, and I didn't do the virtual because I just I need the people I need the crowds I need the buzz I need the music um all the banners that you know all of that sort of stuff you need to see all of that yeah. to get me around the course um so that's how I went from from yoga to running and back to yoga again well you totally answered that question anyway <laughs> <laughs> how was the back just so I, I hear a lot of people that was like you went from for 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 back treatment because I think a lot of people that the I the majority of people suffer with their lower back this day and age and it's yeah. like I need more rest and, and and that's it but it's really the opposite it's really you need to find a way to get active and find stuff that that works for you and yeah. I know everyone's got different chronic lower back pain but like you you just proved it there that like you found your own thing and no issues though with the back now it's none whatever. none and you know what's funny Sean the only time I have trouble with my back is when I don't run and um, if I yeah, if I don't run for three or four days, I start to feel like, oh, Jesus, it's coming back. It's niggling back in at me. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it is that if I don't bend, I break. If I don't move, I, I seize up. Um, so, you know, a walk won't do for it. It won't do it for me. But it's when I come home from that, you know, it might be two or three kilometers, just shaking off those cobwebs that you, you, you've mentioned before. Um, it's, 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 it changes me back to, 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 to movement again. And it's, it's fantastic. Uh, so right. if I don't run, uh, the back pain is back, you know? You know, I just think my own back pain, just what, what you say. And just the fact that, that, that people, it, it's very, I, I know a couple of people that to suffer lower back pain. And when you reach that to them about yoga or running straight away, you see the shield comes up and they're just yeah. like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, kind of been through it. I do. And your back pain is the same as my back pain. And it's a different advice. Like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, maybe a bit more. If you had a lower back issue, you were told, you know, stay in bed for three, four weeks. And that's yeah. literally the worst thing you could do is just find a way to get up and keep yeah. moving. And, and you found that and you found setting those goals and stuff like that. So when, yeah. when all that happened, did your, when you went back into yoga at the end of 2019, then did your yoga different flows and stuff that change because of the running or did you do your own? Yeah. Or, and how does that work now your program? It, it is. Um, and I found that some poses were easier for me because my mind was different. Um, some poses were a little bit harder. I was probably, I was, I was, pra- I was practicing a lot of headstands before the back pain um, kicked in and I, I'd fall out of some of them, you know, I would fall out of them and I'm not going to lie, I have to be honest with that. <laughs> uh, so they may have had a contribution to, to the overall issue, but um, I did find that I was changing my practice to be a little bit more restorative. So I wasn't throwing my legs in the air for, for that, for that headstand. I didn't need to, Um, you know, my ego changed as well. And I found that if I practice, you know, 
40 sun salutations and do nothing else or five sun salutations and do nothing else. I don't need to be bending into pretzel shapes in order to be achieving a decent yoga practice because yoga is not just the physical practice. There are actually eight limbs of yoga and which, which I studied um, during my teacher training. And I found that to be mind opening um, and, and meditation came into it as well. And um For me, then noticing the difference in the change of my practice became much more thoughtful. So um, remembering that you said, Jill, you said to yourself that your Ashtanga practice was causing you that back pain. Then what are you going to do about it? Somebody said to me in a yoga practice ages ago, um, how do you do forward bends if you've got an issue with your lower back? And I said, well, I only fold, you know, I'll only fold forward as much as I can. And and mm. my, my mind knows how far it can go. Um, and then I'll try a little bit more and then I'll work on the breathing that, you know, irritates me when I go to somebody else's class. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll work on all of those different things and I'll see how, how can I get a little bit further? Can I stretch an extra five degrees into that forward bend? Um, and then I realize, oh, Jesus, I'm back. Beforehand, I couldn't have touched my thighs. Uh, you know, in 17, I couldn't have touched my thighs or my knees without like screaming in pain. Whereas now I'm back to standing on the palms of my hands where I had, it took me years to get back to that. It took me years of removing the ego and remembering Mm -hmm. that it's progress and it's bit by bit, by bit, by bit, by bit. And I was at that bottom of my practice and the only way is back up again. The only way you can come out of that is Mm -hmm. to grow back up again. Um, and, And I've done that and I'm delighted with myself. And I was back practicing my headstands again um, about a year ago or so. And uh, again, it's bravery. It's remembering. My body remembers that it can do this because it's done this dozens of times before. Um, My mind is a lot stronger. My mind is so much stronger now than it's ever been. Um, And a lot of things are mind over matter, especially when it comes to me and what I can achieve and what I can do. Um, It's if my mind tells me I can do it, then my body will fall alongside. You know, it will fall in alongside us. It's brilliant that you've said that as well, because everything you've said is pretty much the mantra of a, a marathon runner or someone who's mm. going to run a marathon. It's yeah. mind over matter. It's consistency in training. And you'll run your marathon in October and then January will roll around. You'll try and run 3K at the pace you ran your marathon. And you're like, <laughs> how, how did I ever do a marathon at this? It's And it is it yeah. is that, that case that, you know, if you if you don't use it, you'll lose it, you know. Yeah. so But you're, you do have to let yourself take that step back as well mm. and recover as you said you don't need to be bent into a pretzel you know you just have to do some some little things and, and the meditational side as me and sean will always say as well like there's more to running than just running and uh, there's so yeah. much more that comes with it there's the the extra calories lost the enjoyment of food we'll always say we're we're having a beer and stuff the guilt yeah those yeah and then there's when uh, we ran with dara last week the tree was running out in fairness to Dara. Dara was in around his 85th kilometer Amazing. on the run. And all of us just ran in silence for about five kilometers. No one oh. needed to say anything. We all just knew where we were. Yeah. I was off on my holidays somewhere else. Sean was taking a torture for his clients. And uh, Dara, Dara was probably just holding on for dear life. But yeah, was, we're in our own, our own different element. And, and it is that stage where you just reach. And it is similar with yoga. And the course calls you talk about is probably one I, I struggled with. It just being idle and shutting mm. up and just, mm. just relaxing. Um, yeah, shut up and sit down. Is, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it is. There's a lot of comparisons, I suppose. So it's 2021. 
we're, say we're moving into 2020 or even for this marathon season, how would you include yoga and running? How would you marry the two? There is a lot of similarities. What would you do if you were going to do it? How would you manifest, or, you know, there how would is. your flows be? Mm, and and the first when you, when you contacted me a couple of months ago, Eric, my my first when I started thinking about all of this, my first thing was what pained me the most after the marathon? What was the sorest part of my body? Apart from all of it at one point, but what was the first sorest bit after I was trained after I did the marathon? Um, and it was my hips. Um, it was the, the the just the joint in my hips and the sheer lack of power that my legs had left in them. So for me, that was uh, first of all, you've already decided you fool that you're going to run another marathon and you still have six kilometers to go here in this one or six miles to go in this one. You've already met all of your family who have chased you around this marathon uh, route, which I would have been lost without. Um, and you've decided you're doing another. What's the further? That's the first sorest part of your body was my hips um so you know the hips are the dead they're almost I don't know but are they almost the dead center of the body and you know it's where you know so many muscle um uh, families of muscles are all brought together uh you, you, it's where you, you move from you do everything from your hips so where do I start when I go to rebuilding my strength again and toning up again and um and for me, it was uh, working on on hips. And if it was such simple poses, like like I couldn't be bothered taking out my yoga mat today. But you know what? If TV on there and I lie down on the mat and I'll just do some, you know, uh, hip extensions or the cat cow pose is another favorite of mine just for waking up the spine and getting right into the lower back again. Um, and, and poses that work on the hips for me is, is a big one. And I love that. But I also find with hip opening poses or hip poses, um, we carry a lot of our emotions in that area of our body as well. So I often find I'll tear the head off somebody later on that day or I bawl my <laughs> eyes out because uh, it, it is that emotional place. Uh, it's, it's where, certainly where I carry my emotions and I've become so aware of those areas of, of my body where pain manifests or tension manifests or emotions might manifest. Um, so when I started to work on uh, what practice will I do now to support my running? First of all, I always incorporate my favorite poses. So my favorite poses like a standing wide leg forward bend, which I find uh, was where a one I couldn't do four years ago, but I was doing it six years ago. Um, and I'm back to loving that pose again. And I'm back into working on that pose to bring me back into my headstands, my downward dogs, my, um, anything that's stretching out the back of the body, anything that's going to stretch out the side of the body, my triangle poses, um, you know, what, you know, standing lunges, um, a lot of the things that will, you know, we talk about quads and glutes and hamstrings and, and all those areas that when they tighten up, you're, you're nearly, you're nearly done for, uh, you know, if you've pulled, I've never pulled a muscle in my life actually. And I'm very blessed to say that, uh, apart from the back pain, I've never pulled a muscle or torn a muscle or anything like that, but my husband has, and, you know, seeing him recover from those and seeing the, the, the physio that he has gone through for those, um, will always make me incorporate, you know, hamstrings, hips, glutes, and quads being those muscles that are making the legs move. Uh, and the core, of course, because, um, you know, you don't have to do much movement to work on your core. And that's what I like, too, because you can do those. You can do core core work watching TV in the evening time. You can do core work, you know, 
any anywhere. So uh, even if it is just engaging low abdomen muscles um, and, and still trying to breathe through while you're contracting those muscles in for me is uh it's it's any five seconds or 10 seconds that i can grab in the day um to work on them um helps me to build up my little practices before i go out for my run and i will always do a yoga practice before i go out for a run um even if it's up against the wall out the front because it's the only place i can get peace um you know it's 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 a it's a a forward bend with the hands on the wall or putting my foot up on the wall to stretch the hand for the hamstrings um you know window sills car bonnets my own obviously not somebody else's but you know just to find <laughs> just to find somewhere to stretch it out um you know uh it is it, and i'm so grateful and delighted that i have that in me to be able to to just stop and 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 pull out a pose because uh i do it when i'm out running as well and i will find a quieter spot um to just go down on the grass and do it, do it down. I couldn't care less who's looking at me, but just to do a downer facing dog and to bring in, you know, um, um, trying to figure out what name of the, the, the pose is, but just to bring in that hip stretch uh, into my downward facing dog um, as well in my king pigeon pose, which, which is so easy to do. People are doing it all the time. They don't realize they're doing it. Um, and, and it's, it's the combination of, mid running yoga <laughs> stop and just you know stop and drop and mm. get into a downward facing dog or you know give yourself a bit of a long stretch with the arms in the air just to find a little bit more space in the hips and a little bit more space in the sides of the body a little bit more space in the lower back um and and just knowing what it is i needed when i was running i can't be alone in needing that so uh, it 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 it's so it's it's a great opportunity to be able to share that with other people uh, as well so um, mm. and as you as you said there that's that's exactly what we're going to hope to do and that's why we're taking jabs at kbc's training plan but we are gonna <laughs> we, we are gonna include uh, some of your yoga in in the training plan as well which is absolutely brilliant it is something uh, for myself and sean sean with his back is always conscious of his back on the long runs and it stretches his, his glute activation so myself mm. i have been forced into taking more uh more pride in my stretching and, and yoga and it's still not perfect there's still days i'll leave my run to the last minute i'll get the 10k in and i'm straight on to the next thing of the day so yeah it is brilliant you know i i think anyone who's going to take this seriously um anyone can do a five and 10k and i and i mean that genuinely anyone can mm. can run a pair of shoes and at some point whether they walk or run will cover the distance and yeah probably not be too sore Anything over that, you really need to start thinking about the body and and think about mm. what the body is going to go through repeatedly for a very long time. And uh, yeah, I, I I think I think yoga, and we, we've always said it as well. It it is a fantastic marry of the two. It's it, they they really do complement. And if anyone's, I I know some people are saying finish line over time, but if you are thinking time, yeah. it is it is something you have to think about as well. Mm. It, it is going to help your performance. It's going to get you that extra couple of minutes of freedom in the hips before yeah. they ease up you know for me it happened eight kilometers from the finish if that was 4k from the finish of a, of a 15 minute quicker you know like it's yeah everything is 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 relative for that one and it's absolutely brilliant but jill people are going to be able to get in touch very soon with a couple of your yoga classes isn't that right that's right yeah that is that's so right um, mid-july mid-july yeah and isn't it a four it's a four week um course yeah we're gonna Have run I got four the details weeks right and if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we might run five weeks and get people up to September for that back to school, uh, back to school. Yes, match. of course. So, um, we're going to 
bring people up to September. So starting in mid-July, Jill's going to run uh, her yoga classes. It'll be through the Any Given Training Day app. Um, so for those who are listening, might necessarily have tried yoga or given it a go, definitely give it a go. We'll, we'll probably uh, send out one or two uh, sample classes for people to try along before they get involved as well. And it's, um, it's absolutely amazing. Myself and Sean have done your class. Two of us were not happy with you. We're not going to lie. And it's, it's only because the class was good. And I mean that whole thing. Oh, I, I was frustrated, frustrated with my flexibility once oh. again. So consistency, consistency has to come back. So yeah, mid-July, uh, you'll see Jill and, and those who are doing the marathon uh, plan will be getting a couple of nice stretches that we can say. And it will be the, the side of the curb, beside the tree, the bonnet, the windowsill kind of stretches that yeah. any runner should be doing. Mm. That will yeah. that will bring so much more to your run, but Jill, it has been a whirlwind of a story, and and the best part is people feel like they know you now before they before they oh, even. Oh god! <laughs> everyone has a story. Everyone has uh, a bit of a background. Yeah, I've had my own back issues that I couldn't cross a road, never mind run a marathon, and it's it is brilliant to um it is brilliant to hear it from a yoga instructor because not everyone is but the honesty is brilliant, and it, it thanks so much for coming on to share the story with us oh and, thanks for uh, having me we'll hopefully see you do uh, a marathon with us as well that's, that's oh that'd be amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although i won't tell you what i did my 19 marathon and i won't tell you the time for me it was definitely a finish line rather than a finish time and i'm not sure i'll be beating it this year but look here who who knows i'll anyone, see, see in the pub who, afterwards anyone who <laughs> can take on 42.2 is already a winner and yeah that's it. true there's, true there's many as many people that'll sit in the couch and, and bad mouth it, you've done it, and that's and that's and it's and so much more fun fact. than you think it is when there's yeah. thousands of people lining the streets. Uh, 100%. The pizza 100%. is beautiful afterwards. <laughs> the pints are beautiful afterwards. <laughs> the pints are beautiful afterwards. Speaking of which. <laughs> and on that note we will wrap up this week's episode oh, of, I love it. of the Any Given Monday podcast guys we'll have more details on uh, Jill's yoga sessions in the show notes for the podcast and links and stuff and how to sign up with that said that is it from myself Jill and Eric that's it from the three of us take care bye bye